Our latest Breda Blue, I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Matty Pennington, currently flying high with Shrewsbury Town in League One. It's been an excellent start to the season for the for the Shrews, hasn't it, Matty? Yeah, hi, Baz. You okay? Good, um, thank you, my mate. Yeah, yeah, we've started well. Um, it's been a really positive start. We've had a couple of years with this manager now and he's starting to build his his ideas and his team together and, um, you know, we've we've shown that at the start of this season. Um, so it's been been really positive. You had quite a few loan spells during your time at Everton. What was it about Shrewsbury Town Football Club that made you join there permanently? Was it just, did you just get a feel for the place? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've had loads of loans. Um, yeah, I think I was at a stage where I knew I wasn't wanted at Everton in the last couple of years of my deal. And I ended up going on loan to Shrewsbury. You know, they, they showed a lot of interest um, in the couple of months before the, the window came. And um, the manager was, you know, he was on the phone to me. He seemed really keen. Um, and I was just at a point where I really wanted to go and play football. And that was something that I felt I could do at Shrewsbury. Um, it wasn't too far from home, which is a bit of a bonus because I've been all over the place um, geographically in, in recent years. So, you know, it just felt, it felt right. And, you know, since I've been here, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've been playing every game, um, been fit, you know, healthy, which has been a, a main bonus as well. So, it's been, it's been a really good fit for me and I, I'm, I'm loving my football here. Absolutely good to hear. Let's speak about Everton and Matty. Now, there's a guy called Joe Blythe who in 1900 scored for Everton against Liverpool. It was his one and only goal for Everton. In the 122 years that have passed, only one player has scored his only goal for Everton in a Merseyside derby. Who do you think that is? Hey, what a stat that is. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> so yeah, brilliant. it's a great starting point with which to talk about your, your time at Everton. When, when did you actually find out you were playing in the Merseyside derby? Can you remember? Yeah, I can remember. Yeah, of course I can. Um, it was the Thursday and I think the game was on the Sunday. The Thursday, um, Ronald Koeman was the manager and um, he pulled me in. I think I think someone had got injured over the international break. Um, I think, if I remember right, I think Funes Mori and... Coleman both got injured over international break so I remember being away on international break I was away with a few lads at the time who played at the um, in the 23s Courtney Duffus uh, in, we were in Barcelona and I remember watching like some of the games and they went down injured and the, the lads were messing with me um, we were having a drink at the time oh you, you might be starting <laughs> you might be starting next game I was like you know what I, I've got a chance you know I, I might be involved at some, in some capacity Um and then yeah, the Thursday before the game, he, he pulled me in and said, um, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start you at the weekend." And I was like, "Whoa, you know, <laughs> kind of didn't expect it still, but it was a long time to kind of process it." Um, so did you so put a drop of lemonade in your drink when you when you discovered <laughs> that you might be playing? <laughs> no, because I didn't think it was going to happen. So uh, yeah, and, and it was quite a long time to process it. Um, so I only told a few people, like my, my parents and uh, my best mate, Sam Carroll, who, who used to be at the academy um, when I was coming through. Um, so, yeah, yeah, cr crazy it was. What were you doing in the opposition penalty area? It was, it was a set piece. It was a set piece in the corner. Um, and uh, I, I, was told, I remember I was told just to block block one of the one of the men's for, for Jags to get a run at it. Um, and I think it was Jags who flicked it on and they ended up landing in the middle of the you know, six-yard box and I just ended up being there and just you know, tapped it in for, to, to equalise. What Can you explain what was going through your mind when the ball hit the back of the net at Anfield or is it like an out-of-body experience? Uh, incredible feeling. It was just 
pure adrenaline. Like because I remember I'd actually been injured for most of that season. I had a, a bad hamstring injury, um, and I'd kind of worked my way back into Cooman's well into Cooman's thoughts for the first time. Really coming back from injury, you know, a young lad, um, and yeah, it was just kind of a culmination culmination of all that frustration of being injured and then getting back into the first team and, and scoring for the first time at the cop end. You know, it was it was. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I can't describe it. it. It's dreams come true and it's probably something you dreamt of from when you were a young boy. So when did you first walk through the gates at Everton Football Club? Yeah, I was I was 11 at the time. Um, I can remember coming for a trial and um, it was down at Netherton. All the trialist players, you know, one of them games where everyone's mm. being assessed. So you're, you're nervous and you turn up and um, we played Wrexham, I think it was. And I think we won about 5-1 or something like that. And I played well. But I remember giving a pen away as well in the, in, in the trial game, and I was thinking, oh, oh no, is this is this me? Is my career over before it began? Um, but thankfully, thankfully uh, that night I got offered. Um, I, th- I don't know if it was offered to, you know, it was offered to stay yeah, for the for the year um, to sign for the year, and so that was that was uh, a nice moment. So who came through the ranks with you that we'd know of? Um, so. Chris Long was in that year. Um, and then my my like tour group, which was like the 1994s, was like your John Lundstrom's, uh, Hallam Hope, Tyus Browning, um, players like that. Yeah, that, uh, you know, Connor Grant was in my year as well. He's, he's doing well at Plymouth. Um, so that was a very good year, wasn't it? Because there's a few professional footballers in that little batch. Yeah, just, there seems to be, you know, everything seems to produce uh, players. Like every week, I'm, you know, I'm playing Saturday, Tuesday at the moment, and every other game, I'm seeing someone who's like on loan from Everton or who's played at Everton. Um, you're seeing them all, all throughout the leagues, which, you know, is huge credit to the club, you know, because it's hard to, to keep going as a professional in, in this career. And, um, you know, a lot of the boys have got that, got that within them, you know, from, from the Everton Academy where they've, you know, learn the trade and learn how to be resilient and keep going. And I think that's what you know, Everton Academy seems to give that to to young lads to to have that perseverance to to keep going, and it allows you to make a career in this game. And I think what the academy does very well too is make sure that the players, that the boys, take their education seriously. Now, not a lot of young players do, and that's understandable because playing football for Everton is a distraction, regardless of your age. But you would determine, Matty, when you're all the way along to. Your education came as as higher priority as your football. No, definitely. You know, that was something my parents instilled in me. But also I think I had that feeling that I was never the most talented in my age group. Um, there was boys with more talent. So I always had that feeling that I needed to carry that on because you know, you never know. You don't know if you're gonna be a professional footballer. I didn't take that for granted, um, which is probably why I ended up doing well because I I, I didn't take it for granted at any point. Um, I was always conscious that I needed to keep working to get to get to where I wanted to be. Did you um, doubt yourself? Um, no, I always had that, I had that inner confidence, but there are there are moments where you do you do doubt it and you think, well, maybe can I do it? Can I not do it? You know, when things aren't going well. Um, but but if you have that you know that that mindset to keep going and keep doing what you can do every day, that's that kind of gets rid of them doubts because you can show yourself that you can do it. 
I, I think the, the 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 precarious nature of professional football is summed up by your um, when you when you played for England under 19s, you played alongside Jordan Pickford and Callum Chambers and James Ward Prowse, uh, Nathan Redmond was there as well. But for every player that goes on to make it, even at England under 19 level, there's also a player that doesn't make it, isn't it? And that's that shows how tough it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you say the names there, and I had one appearance in that England squad, and there was some there's some big big names in there who've gone on to have you know unbelievable careers. Um, and for me to for me to get into that England squad for that year was was a big honour because them boys weren't weren't being moved anywhere. They were you know stalwarts in that in that England team at the time. Um, but yeah, like you say, you know there is a lot of boys in the academy who aren't doing this podcast now because they didn't have that, that work ethic to carry on, unfortunately. Mm. And, um, but they had, you know, potentially more talent. How did reserve team football help your development? Because all of a sudden you're playing against uh, men, aren't you? You've gone all the way through the academy system and now all of a sudden you're playing against senior professionals. Yeah, for, for me, Daz, it was more, it was more the, I had the under-21s at Everton and then, which was great, after the under-18s, allowed me to develop. But then I got kind of got lucky with um, a loan move at the time. I, uh, my first move to Tranmere, um, I can remember getting a phone call like New Year's Eve and wasn't thinking anything about going on loan. And Stubbsy rang me and said, do you want, do you want to go to Tranmere? Tranmere, want you? And I think what had happened is I think Tyus had actually been asked to go, but he was with the first team and they wanted like a right back come centre half. Um, and they didn't allow Tyus to go. So they were like, right, what else have you got? So yeah. <laughs> I was the next one in line. Um, and yeah, I, I said, yeah, you know, I'd love to go. So I ended up going there. And, and that was probably um, allowed me to probably make it of me really in terms of playing men's football. And and I just loved, I loved playing, you know, in front of crowds every week. Mm. Um, and games being part. Playing games that matter, aren't you? Yeah, it was, it was, it was huge. It was, I, loved, I loved it there at Tranmere. Um, really good. Did you have any sort of relationship with Roberto Martinez at this time, or was it Alan Stubbs that was looking after you mainly? Um, at, the t- at the time, it was Alan Stubbs, and then I think when I came when I came back then from that loan, um, and then I had a subsequent, subsequent loan at Coventry the year after. After then, it was kind of like then I was in and around the first team with Martinez. Um, he was he was actually really good because I do remember this to this day. When when he first came in on his first day. I remember him walking past me in the corridor and he, he said, like, hi, Matthew, how are you? And I was like, how does, how does he know who I am? Mm-hmm. You know, he's just turned up. Surely he doesn't know everyone's name, but he knew, he knew my name straight away, which I was like, I was quite taken aback. And I think that shows, like, the bit of class that, you know, Martin has had. And he gave you your debut, didn't he, against Barnsley in the League Cup? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, I started in that game and then we were 2-0 down at half-time. <laughs> it was uh, a tough one, wasn't it? <laughs> So it wasn't a, that wasn't a great start. I don't think I did much wrong, but um, I remember getting at half time. He said, "Right, we're we're going to take you off," um, and they put some more experience on to try and turn the game around because they wanted to have a run in the cup. Um, and I remember some of the boys. Like, it was my debut, so I was it was mixed emotions really, buzzing to to play. But then, um, obviously, I was I was on the bench at half time. I got took off, so I was kind of thinking, oh, "What's what's what's going on here?" But the senior lads were pretty good with me and they, they mm. were saying to me, oh, it's not your fault, you know, you did well, don't worry about it, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Um, so that was, yeah, that was my introduction to Everton first team football. 
I still remember that game. It was a real roller coaster of a night. Snods and I were doing the commentary, and I remember Snod saying that when when the team came out for the second half and you went there, he made the point of saying, "Look, Matty Pennington's done nothing wrong here, but Roberto had to change something. He had to do yeah. something because the tie was slipping away from us. It was just one of those things, wasn't it?" Yeah, no, it was. It was, and I can I can see that more so now. I mean, I saw it at the time when the lads were t- saying that to me, but even more so now, you, I can see it. You know, massively get some experience on. You know, people who know know football inside and out, and they they brought on cleverly, I think, at the time, and mm. you know we had loads of experience, and you know we turned it round, so it was the right decision. Um, but but yeah, it was it was a little bit of a tough one to take at the time. <laughs> Just another reminder that football is a roller coaster. You played half a dozen games for the first team that season. Did you think then that that was going to be a good platform for you to really start to push on? Yeah, I, re- I really did. Um, I mean, the team was struggling at the time when I started playing. Uh, and then the manager got the manager Martinez got sacked towards the end of the season, and um, I played in the last game at home against Norwich. Unzi mm-hmm. was the manager, and we won that. But I came off with a hamstring injury, which then kind of grumbled on over summer. And then when Cumin came in in the in the preseason, I then did it again. It wasn't right. My hamstring wasn't right. I had to have surgery on it. Um, so that probably that probably stalled me a bit at that stage because I, I, I felt like I was I was doing well. I was. Martinez and the staff like me had worked really hard to get in their eye line. Uh, and then, you know, things changed, like you say, in football so quickly that, um, you know, suddenly you find yourself at the bottom of the pecking order again and you have to try and work your way back into the fold. You played in half a dozen games and you were also an unused substitute at Wembley in the FA Cup semi-final, which, although you didn't play, must have been a, a great experience. Yeah, uh, thinking about it now, you're taking me back here, Daz. Um I actually was on loan at Warsaw at the time mm. and it, I think it had been 28 days or something that I'd been on loan. I was doing a month by month basis and you can only recall someone back after 28 days and I think it was on the 28th day um, Everton had some, I think a red card and injuries and they were like, we need to bring him back, you know, because you might be involved in this game. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll come back. Uh, so I went back to Everton and I was convinced. I was convinced I was going to start in the game, in that game. Um, I didn't know the team until the morning of the morning of the, the game. Um, but the night before, I remember thinking, I, I'm going to start here. And he ended up starting um, Besic at right back. And uh, he's not a right back, Manu mm. Besic. And neither am I, really. I'm a centre-back. But um, he started right back. And, and Martial had an unbelievable game. I remember watching it thinking, wow, he's, he's really, really good. Um, so it might have, been a, might have been a blessing in disguise that I didn't start that game. Um, but, I, but what an experience to be involved in such a, yeah. you know, a massive game, you know, semi-final of an FA Cup. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't get to the final, but it was some experience, yeah. When, when you look back at your career, it, it seems as though it was a turbulent time for Everton, wasn't it? Because we changed managers a few times. You had a few loan spells. So there was never really time for you to say to any one particular Everton manager, look, this is what I can do. Yeah, no, when I do look back, I do, I do think of that, but I, I also do think if, I don't know, if I was really top level and good enough at that time, I would have forced my way in somehow. Um, I think I would have had a chance if we kept stable and I, I had time to develop at the time, um, develop whilst playing, to so say if Martin had stayed and I had time to develop, but I feel like I've had a chance to go away from, from Everton, uh, learn my trade even more, learn who I am as well and as a person, um, away from that like academy, young boy at Everton feeling 
mm. and just be my own man now. And it, you know, it's been it's been great for me. And I'd say I'm a better player now for it than you know than I than I was. So you know, it's it's worked it's worked well. I think we did a podcast with John Lundstrom very recently, couldn't he, at Glasgow Rangers, and he was talking about his loan spells while he was at Everton, and he said. He got some right and he got some wrong. Some of his loan spells went well. Others were a big disappointment. Did you find that or were all yours okay? Um, so most, I think there's only one where I actually had a choice of where to go. I actually listened to that John Munchroom podcast. Um, that, was, that was a good one. I enjoyed that um, before. And yeah, I, I never actually, only one, only one time I think I had a choice of where to go. Uh, and whereas my other loans were kind of like late in the window. I need a club, which one's going to come in? So I didn't really have any like regrets in terms of where I went, but some some loans were better than others, and some were better fits for me just by chance um, than than others. Um, yeah, I remember speaking. Graham Sharp and I were at Easter Road, Hibernian, watching uh, Hibernian play Glasgow Rangers, and at half time we just got into a conversation with Stephen Presley, and Stephen Presley spoke about you in such glowing terms, and it seemed then to, to myself and Sharpie that you and Coventry City seemed a, a really good fit. Yeah, um, no, I did, I did well under under him at Coventry. I was, I was twenty at the time. I, I can remember um, working with him, but but he and and I started off as a right back, and then you know he, he, I got a game where I played centre half and played really well, and he, he ended up playing me at centre half after that. Um, but then he, he ended up getting sacked. So that kind of changed things and, and Mowbray came in, Tony Mowbray came in, but I still did well. But, you know, it, you never know if if he would have stayed, would I then have ended up staying at Coventry? Who knows? Um, football can change very quickly, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. As you say there before, in your own mind, if you'd have been top, top draw, you'd have forced your way into the team. But having signed a, 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 a good contract under Marco Silva in 2018, but then not playing after that was that is that a bit of a disappointment to you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I signed a new three-year deal after being on loan at Leeds, and I thought, yeah, you know, this is my this is my chance to establish myself in the team and get in the team. Um, and I can remember coming back for pre-season, and then you know, very soon into pre-season, I could I could tell that I wasn't you know wasn't part of the plans. Um, I was training with the first team, but kind of some some bits I might have been left out of. So I kind of got an idea pretty quickly, and it was quite hard to take, really, because it had been, mm. it had been. I've signed for three years. I committed to the course, but I didn't get that back from from the management. But I suppose they were a new management management, you know, team coming in. Marcel Brands had just come in. They want to implement their own ideas. When you look at it bigger picture, I can, I can see, I can see why. Um, but yeah, so then I ended up having to go on loan again. So my first few loans were brilliant because I was learning my trade, you know getting ready to, to play first-team football. And then I realised I could do that. Mm. And then my next loans were kind of like not being wanted at Everton, but, you know, I need to play football. So they end up being like last-minute loans. Um, and then some of them work and some of them don't. My Ipswich one was 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 brilliant. I played, played really well there, was playing every game. Um, and then my next one, my whole one, wasn't so good. Um, I found myself, you know, on the bench quite a lot of the time, basically. Mm. Um, and, and, and it was probably hard like identity wise because I knew I wasn't wanted at Everton which had been my you know my club my team so I wasn't wanted there and then you find yourself at Hull and if, if I was on the bench and not playing I wasn't wanted there so I was kind of in between yeah. both and it's not the the ideal you know place for a player to grow and develop um, 
How so, tough was it for you when you came back to Everton between these spells to play for the under-21s effectively as an overage player? Uh, obviously, David Unsworth was delighted because he knew full well that your attitude would be spot on. But it must have been it must have been challenging for you to play in that environment again, Matty. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I can remember the last time I came back and ended up playing in the 23s, I had a choice whether I could play or not because, you know, I could have easily said, I don't want to play, I don't want to get injured. But I was like, no, I want to get fit. I want to stay fit so that in the January I can go somewhere else, which was when I went to Shrewsbury. It was tough. I remember the initial feeling of not getting a load on deadline day, kind of feeling sorry for yourself for a bit. Um, and then like your confidence drops because you, you've got no, mo- and your motivation drops as well. So you, yeah. you're very low on that sort of thing. But then I kind of, I remember after the first month or so, I was, I was thinking to myself, like, I've just got to make the most of where I am, what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, and I kind of got really into it. I, I remember getting relationships with some of the young lads at the time, you know, your Ryan Astley's, um, them sort of boys. And then I, saw, I ended up seeing it as a positive and being able to like find my voice, speaking to the lads to help them, um, playing games with them, talking them through the games. And I really enjoyed like working with them young lads. Um, so I could see, I could see myself, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that. Uh, so I could see myself doing that sort of, you know, coaching, mentoring sort of role at, at some point in the future. Um, so that was that was nice. And it also gave me a chance to um, almost um, sign off from Everton, which I never yeah. thought I'd, I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can remember we played the last game for the 23s. And I knew I was going on load in the jack. So I knew it was my last game for Everton, which was, which was a strange one. Um, but it kind of gave me that closure. Um I remember we played Brighton away and I said to the boys before the before the game, like, you know, it's going to be, oh, Gunzi was saying to the boys before the game, it's going to be my last game for Everton and, you know, I've given a lot to the club and, um, you know, make sure you put on a good performance today. And I, I remember being quite emotional like after the game and because um, all the boys were like, yeah, we'll go and win it for penalty today. Yeah. Uh, and after the game, I remember being quite emotional. I was like, and I, I said, Unzi, can I just say something to the lads? And I, I spoke to the lads uh, just saying thanks for, you know, basically getting me through the last few months. You know, I've really enjoyed working with you and you can all have good careers in this game. And it kind of gave me that, like, closure for, for Everton. Mm-hmm. That I was like, right, that's it. You know, that's, that chapter's done. And I'm, I'm on to the next one now. And, you know, that's when I've gone to Shrewsbury. And uh, hopefully I can work my way back up now, Daz. It's a lovely story. Has it, has it give you a little bit of a, a taste for coaching? Have you started your badges? Yeah, I've just started them this year. So started my UA for B this year. Um, so I'm just in the process now. Um, but I, I can, yeah, I can see myself going down that route. Um, I do like giving to the young lads and helping people out. So I could see that as like a, a pathway, yeah. You're enjoying your football, aren't you, Matty? Yeah, yeah, loving it. I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm learning more now than ever before in, in, in my game. Uh, learning more about myself, but also like, the team as a whole and the manager at the moment we've got is, is a top top manager, top coach. Um, and the way he explains the game, it, it makes it seem, and it's not, it's a simple game, but yeah. he simplifies things and, and, and highlights things that I wouldn't normally notice. And I find myself watching games on TV now and seeing these different movements. And um, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm learning loads. Yeah. And your Everton upbringing, wherever the game takes you as a player or as a coach, your Everton upbringing at the academy and at the twenty ones, that that that's always a part of you, isn't it? That was your that was your platform. Oh, massively, massively, like all the coaches and that at Everton, um, some top top coaches. I've I've been so lucky to have um, all them people, and 
Everton, like you know, that's it's all about the people, isn't it? You know, all these people, like really good people. Um, you Mike Dickinsons of the world, you know, your coaches, um, Mary and Mo on the desk, mm-hmm. you know, Lynn, Lynn in the kitchen. You know, this is what I thought. That's what football is all about for me. It's all about them people. And um, I feel like if I went back to Everton now, I'd still be part of that family. Um, I spent so long there and, you know, people like yourself. I just know, I know faces everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people's stories and it's, 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 a, it's a lovely club. And um, yeah, it's, that, it's my club there. You'll always be welcome back and I bet you can't wait to get into the dressing room tomorrow at Shrewsbury and tell them that there's only you and Joe Blythe in the history of Everton football clubs who scored their one and only goal in a Merseyside derby. Class. Matty, thanks a lot for your time. I made up you're doing well and good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, guys.